so <laughs> I pulled up to my up to the back of my apartment building um, after work, and I'm like sitting there in my car because I, I got in and out on the way uh, on the way home. I'm like sitting there eating my fries in my car, just kind of like listening to a podcast, zoning out. And I look over and I see this like little, you know, squirrel kind of wandering over to my building. And then he like kind of peeks his head under the fence a little bit. He's kind of like, you know, sniffing around, looking around, climbs up the fence, just chilling there on the fence. And then he starts to scale the side of my building. And there's no like ledges on the building or anything like that. Like it's just a straight building. And he scales up the corner of the building that's like probably like six or seven stories high all the way up to the freaking roof and then just disappears. And that was that was a little insane. That's where he stores his nuts. Ha. Huh. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that squirrel was just that. That was an insane squirrel. I like I didn't know squirrels could climb buildings. Yeah, it's pretty good. I saw a squirrel jump off of like a four story balcony once. Are you serious? Yeah. And he just Same. walked away? Yeah, she just like bounced off the ground and kept walking. <laughs> what a badass squirrel, man. Now, like now I'm kind of yeah. wishing I was a squirrel. Yeah, squirrels are super badass. You know what else is super badass? The Savage Land. Welcome back to the Savage Land. <laughs> We're probably going to edit right on that. That's fine. Uh, who do we got in the house? I'm Jason. I'm Rachel. I'm Matt. Hello. Hello. We're all recording live from the same location as always and ever. How's your time going, guys? How's my time is is chronological. <laughs> it is? That's You're still in chronological time? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I can't get off uh, on the. I don't know what else would there be. Quantum time. Yeah, Good, uh, omnipotent time. I don't know. <laughs> Ambivalent time. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> What's? I'm trying to think of a movie that ends in the word time. Out of. Ah, I'm hearing out of time. That's dumb, though. Does, well, that doesn't fuck. make sense as a sentence. Uh, land before. <laughs> <laughs> perfect that's perfect running on land before time now uh what's 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 the haps guys that's my new phrase by the way what i've been saying that for decades well i'm actually i'm co-opting saying, it I'm, 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 I've, been, I've been i've been saying what's the haps caps <laughs> see that's that's the difference i'm like the justin timberlake of this social network and i'm just taking that one letter off because it's cleaner or one word mm. you know justin timberlake and it's, ah, damn it, I, f- I keep forgetting you guys didn't see The Social Network. <laughs> Is he in that? Yeah, he plays the founder of Napster, who uh, basically made oh. his one con- contribution to Facebook being that uh, they would take the the off the beginning because it's cleaner. And that's what he contributed Good job. to Facebook. Oh. Good job, yeah. Good job, JT. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously his role in the movie is a lot larger than that, but Sean Parker's role in the company was, was uh, pretty much that. Hmm. Yeah. 
It's a yeah. it's a good Did movie. Did you get like a billion dollars for that? He got quite a lot. I mean, he he had some pretty significant shares in the company. But then actually, like... but then Mark Zuckerberg like kind of cut him out after he got arrested for doing cocaine with a bunch of uh, underage girls. Oops. Yeah. Don't you hate it when that happens? It's all the time, oh, yeah. man. Oh. Left and right. It's like you can't you can't do some cocaine with some freaking teenagers without getting arrested. Ugh. You know, speaking of doing cocaine with teenagers. Today I listened to the new uh, NoFX audiobook. <laughs> How was that? It's like, <laughs> it's like their biography kind of thing. Yeah, what's they, it called? They, the something bathtub? The uh, hepatitis bathtub. There we go. And other stories. And other um, stories. But it, it's all, it's, you know, they narrated their own parts and everything. It's really good, but there's, uh, the amount of drug use in that book is just off the wall. <laughs> I can imagine. It's it is mind boggling how much how much and what drugs they all did. That's how Fat Mike went from Fat Mike to not so Fat Mike, right? No, Fat Mike's actually wasn't really. A, he was like the only one who like kept it clean and got shit done. Oh, well. all the other guys that are all messes. Fat Mike was never fat. That's a oh shows how much I know about no effects. Yeah, that's part of the joke. Ah, uh, see, is, I wasn't in on the joke. Nope, he's not a fat guy. <laughs> uh, no, it's it is it's good. It's a lot of fun to listen to, though. Recommending it now. I heard there's a lot of Ding. stories involving like other bands and like something about Green Day and like a, a stolen van or something, like they kidnapped Green uh, Day or something. Oh, I haven't heard that yet. No. Oh, well, I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna get. There's I still have like eight hours left. There's so a little cheers. teaser for that section of the book for you. <laughs> well. All right. It'll, it's 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 also not actually going to happen in the book, and I'm going to be waiting till the entire end for this story that won't happen. That'd be Probably. hilarious. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I should start doing that, actually. Like, if somebody's reading a book, like, oh, wait till you get to the part where freaking Dumbledore and Voldemort make out. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but nobody's going to buy that. You got to. Well, it's, no, gotta, it's got to obviously be like a more subtle lie that that works. You got to be like, oh, dude. Someone's got to be reading like some John Scalzi novel, and you'd be like, "Ooh, Sharon sleeps with her husband. Uh, Sharon cheats on her husband." And you got to say that on an airplane, and then the person next to you is going to give you a crusty because you spoiled the story that is actually not really a spoiler because you didn't read it. Um, <coughs> and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering how like you're going to keep going. I was going to try to keep going, but the look Rachel was giving me was like, "Dude." Just, like, what's, just stop. stop this bit. It's you're really cool. you're you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, nah. So what's what's been going on and uh, what's what's the LA update? What's the what's the hotness in LA right now? Oh, dude. You know, just out out here out here in Hollywood, freaking city of dreams, right? Make it make it rain and other such phrases. Um. No, it's uh, it's wow. <laughs> yep. So- Yep, sounds legit. <laughs> Moving on. No, I, I believe it. <laughs> um, I've been going to a lot of comedy shows. I went one. I went to one uh, the other night that was really fun. It was like basically uh, a bunch of comedians who were just testing out material to see how it would work. Um, Ron Funches was there, among other other names. A bunch I of. I love him. He's fantastic. I like him a lot. He lost a lot of weight, but he did a whole bit about how people mentioned that. So now I don't want to mention it. I feel oh. I feel guilty. Too Bullshit. late. Too, too late. Too late. Yeah. Too fucking late. It's, immor- it's immortalized. 
My my favorite one though, I don't know the comedian's name, but he uh he did a whole routine as Michael Bay. Was there explosions? Uh he talked about explosions a lot and he came out with baby powder all over his face and like all over his person and stuff as if it were cocaine. Okay. And uh I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Does Michael Bay do a lot of cocaine? I mean he seems like a guy that probably would. That's true. Is he doing cocaine with underage girls? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, him and Sean Parker, they just hang out with high school at high schools with uh, Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused. Gross. That, is, yeah. that, is that why, um, what's her name from Transformers, had such a hard time with him? Exactly, yeah. I don't know. Yep. What's her name? Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah, they had a big falling out and she like called him an asshole and stuff. She called him Hitler, yeah. Hitler, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same, Still right? The- one of them made explosive movies and the other one made explosive uh, bombs. Don't, nope, nope, don't even. No, yeah, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> nope, gonna stop that one right there. Woohoo! Um, I watched the debates. Let's ever... talk all about the debates, guys. Right? Let me. Let's get political. No. Let's not. In other in other news, uh, something else that's not that. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and gonna go ahead and skip that one. I've uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about simulation theory and like the singularity and a, a bunch of different things like that. But we probably. I'll probably derail this shit real fast if we start talking about it. So probably maybe we'll well let's 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 table that till next week. Let's have people leave their thoughts on Twitter and Instagram and such about you know the singularity and and simulation theory and whatever else they want to talk about. What's going on with your mom? What kind of what kind of what kind of what kind of drugs do you think Jason's getting into in L.A.? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the uh, good guys listen listen to me. Uh, the singular the singularity. I, I figured the, this shit out. And, listen, then, and then listen. earlier and then earlier today he texted. We got to go to Kathmandu. We got to take the thirty six steps. To <laughs> I him. did. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, about that. and then we got to go to the fifth dimension. We, we got to go to the fifth dimension, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Kate. That's all. It's where the it's where the it's where the singularity <laughs> abides, dude. No, I haven't. Okay, I haven't. I haven't been doing drugs. I swear, but the so the Kathmandu thing, the three hundred sixty-five steps to enlightenment. That's a thing I've wanted to do for a while, ever since I heard Grant Morrison talk about it. And like, of course, of course, because everything in my life ties back to Grant Morrison. But um, come on, dude, get a get original, bro. <laughs> no, but like, it's it's not something that I fully. No, I only do no. a Grant Morrison. Never be original. <laughs> if I were a musician, I'd do nothing but samples. Um. <laughs> No, that was perfect. <laughs> no, fuck that. If Graham Morrison did it, it's totally worthwhile. No, it's although he has a way of talking that just kind of convinces you to do things. Yeah, if he were like Grant, a cult Grant, leader, Grant, Grant, isn't Graham Morrison like an uh, like an LSD munching fiend? So he is now, but he wasn't at the time that he took this journey. Mm. I probably that probably sent him off. Sent him on his path. Yeah, well, because he he talks about it because to he's find, to to find the singularity. It was fifth well, <laughs> dimension. I am one with all. Whoa. No, he he tried like every every different form of psychedelic, trying to get back to that 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 weird experience he had after climbing the steps to enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what like that can't just do it again. Just chasing the dragon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never get back. <laughs> well, I mean, once you've been enlightened, you can't really be enlightened again, right? Isn't that double how enlightenment? Works? Double enlightenment. That sounds like a dumb Nicolas Cage movie, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those cheap ones that he does for money. You know what I mean? 
like not not uh, does yeah. for money because everyone does movies for money, but like does just for the money and not because he wants to do it. Because he really needs the money. He's in a lot of debt. <laughs> that dude keeps got to stop buying castles. Did you know that? Like dinosaur skulls. Nicholas Cage, like, he fucking buys castles all the time. What the fuck is up with that? I would totally buy castles all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I would too. Not if it's gonna put you in like crazy amounts of debt. Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> then why don't you? There's nothing stopping you. <laughs> I guess that's true. I totally could right now and just get in even more debt. Yeah, just get tons there's and some, tons there's of some, debt. There's some. There's got to be some budget castles out there. It won't be too bad. <laughs> I should go on that that house hunters. I'm in. There's probably like a website a castle. Yeah, I just got to find the really haunted ones. Those are cheaper. Oh yeah, those I'm are good. Totally fine if it's haunted. Possession castles. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> Go to www.buyapossessioncastle.com. I'm sure that um, exists. More demons, the better. So <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But no, I've I've been in a creation zone, so like I all this shit I'm thinking about is like going into things that I'm sort of writing and and it's all it's all weird, but like there's I don't know, there's a lot of things that I want to do including the 365 steps of enlightenment just cuz I want to like I want to know if there's any truth to the things that have been said about it. Because then I started looking it up on online and, like, things that other people have experienced doing that. And, like, I want to know if there's any truth to it. And if not, then I'll be like, okay, cool. I, I know there's no truth. And if... What if you take LSD before you do it? <laughs> when you get to the top, you're sober. Cancels each other out. <laughs> they cancel. Oh. But do you Two highs don't make a super high. No. Oh. Yeah, two highs don't make a super high. Oh. I yeah. okay honestly though like I'd be I'd be too afraid to 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 drop some acid like that's that's one of those things that's like always uh, terrified me in life, but I don't know maybe 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 when I'm old when I'm like sixty years there old I'll just be like yeah let's drop some acid bros. There you go. Just be like just didn't uh, who was it? I was just listening to a story. Um, shoot, I can't remember whose it was. Anyway, he was dying. He was like a famous uh, uh, hallucinogenic research guy back in the seventies, sixties mm-hmm. and seventies. Anyway, when he was dying, they he he his uh, his wife pumped him full of LSD to give him a beautiful death. Dude, that's super fucked up on wow. LSD when he died. That's kind of like that, that. That's super weird. That's I wrote a a short story like two years ago that's very similar to that. Where like this dude's on his deathbed and, and he and his wife like drop acid and have like a crazy Alice in Wonderland trip before he dies. It's like this weird last hurrah. That's funny. Yep. Huh. Yep. Hilarious. That's well. It's just like super weird. I didn't, like that's that's awesome that somebody actually did that. <laughs> like uh, yeah, obviously so not I, funny I, I, in like I, a haha that guy died way, but like no 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 no. I, I got you. Cosmic. I got you coincidence yeah that's cool no i i can't remember his name though i i I can i can dig back in i was listening to a uh an interview uh with a guy who was a big proponent of the during the psychedelic years back in the 60s and 70s he was studying mushrooms but then he went on to study ayahuasca and lsd and a bunch of other stuff so huh And, and he was relaying his stories of hanging out with timothy leary back in the day and all those other weirdos doing weird stuff. I know who Timothy Leary is. Do you? No, I don't. I don't. Wait, really? Yeah, I really don't. You guys got to get up on your psychedelic knowledge, man. <laughs> I guess is so. he a drug guy? Is he a drug? A- yeah, Timothy Leary was a huge figure in the when LSD. He's a drug. Gaining. 
Well, I mean, he was he was a psychologist. He was a he was a he was a he was a credited scientist. Huh. Who did who did who did uh, big research in the '60s, and I th- and he did stuff with the CIA, LSD research and stuff. And then did he stay smart? Yeah, he was a wicked smart guy. Wicked smart. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, wicked smart. My boy's but, wicked uh, smart. Uh, yeah, no, he, he, but he kind of, he, he kind of went off the deep end a little bit, mm. and kind of got discredited just because he got very, he got very weird about it. He wanted to like dose everybody so everybody could like be closer to <laughs> this, you know, for lack of a better word, this singularity of consciousness. So he was like the CrossFit bro of 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 doing drugs. Bro, you gotta try it, bro. Just try it. You gotta, you gotta get on my level, bro. This thing I'm experiencing, you gotta, you gotta do it, bro. Is that what he was like? Sure, yep, sure, yep, sure. Okay. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, he he really he he did really strongly think that you know, he'd give everybody mushrooms and we can end world violence and we can we can create a sustainable future and give everybody mushrooms and all of a sudden nobody has mushrooms. Yeah. Well, I mean, because back then they were illegal. You know, this is before they became illegal, yeah. so they were really... And then the CIA was doing all sorts of crazy acid tests within the MK Ultra stuff. And hmm. yep. For some reason, I always picture... Because, I, I, like, I guess it's never really been noted on the show, but I'm not I'm not too uh, experienced in terms of uh, the psychedelics of the world. And uh, for some reason in my head, I've always pictured my, like... You know, you know when you go from, like, a really low altitude to a really high altitude and your, like, your ears and head start popping a little bit? Mm-hmm. I've always pictured just like getting getting uh, getting high on mushrooms, pretty much like that in terms of how it feels when you're getting high. I don't know why I've pictured it that way, but that's just kind of how it sits in my imagination. <laughs> All right, um, like obviously the effects of the high would be different than that, but like just 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 ha- like that that you'd have that feeling in the process of doing so for some reason. Hmm. Don't know why. Okay. There's no explanation for it, you know. Aliens. Yeah, well, well, uh, a friend told me that's not what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> your friend, your friend, uh, sounds sounds like a sounds like a, a stand up guy. Yep, it's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, speaking of drugs, uh, what what type of shit have you guys been up to? Um, I'm on drugs. Snorting heroin. <laughs> but I don't I, know. Rachel's actually snorting like, heroin. I'm like actually on drugs. I'm on Dayquil at the moment. I'm on that Dayquil, bro. The fucking mm, Dayquil. <laughs> put a little vodka in there. Put some orange juice in there. Mm. Monday, I took a bunch of Nyquil. That was fucking awesome. Nyquil, Nyquil puts me to sleep. Oh, I passed right That's out. It's the best. I put on Zootopia. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I was dead. <laughs> ten minutes. Ten minutes later, Netflix is showing Air Buds, and Rachel's like, "What's happening? <laughs> the animals have come alive." <laughs> hey, Air Buds, the shit though. Like, I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't. No, Air Buds, the so dumb. No, Air Buds, the shit. Fuck that. you. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie uh, since I was like eight, but I will I've forgive never any seen sins. That movie. Air Buds, amazing. We were, we had a big storm the other night, and Copper was getting all freaked out. But I can't remember why. I think we were outside. Yeah, we were outside, but we didn't want him out there getting all wet and freaked out. So I put him in the basement, and I just had him watch uh, Air Buddies in space. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That was adorable. Did he like it? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> he sat there like he normally does, and he acted yep. like a dog. Yep. So he like. No, he doesn't really. Re- he doesn't really respond to the TV like some dogs do. Hmm. That makes me sad. I love it when dogs get entertained by the TV. It's pretty me cute. Too. I mean, I've there's I've been watching nature shows and it's like there's like a flock of birds squawking and he gets pretty interested and tries to figure out where the sounds coming from. <laughs> the bird sound. But I love. That's about it. My dog uh, used to be able to like he would if the TV would be on he would not give a shit about like anything when people were on the screen. But even if it wasn't a close up, even if it was like far away or if there was a dog anywhere on the screen, he would be able to tell. Like we'd be watching Frasier and like you know the fucking dog that would just be like off in the background like what was it fraser's dad's dog or whatever he'd be like off in the background sitting on the damn couch or something and my dog would just be staring at the screen and then the shot would cut away and just show like fraser's face or whatever the fuck and he'd just like look away like not be interested in the tv anymore but then as soon as there was a shot where the dog was anywhere on frame no matter how close or far right back at the fucking screen he was gonna eat he wanted to eat that dog and probably yeah he's probably a cannibal that's the only logical explanation Hey man, it's a dog eat dog world out there. <laughs> oh, you guys been uh, reading or watching anything fun this uh, this week, or playing anything, or all those things? What will tell 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 me about it? She's got the feels about them all. Oh God, <laughs> I have so many feels. <laughs> uh, Saturday, pretty much all day, I played Bioshock because I got Bioshock Collection. Oh, nice! Is it fun? Uh, I mean, it's probably the same game. Yeah, it's all three games, but they've all been remastered. They look good? Yeah, they look really good. Wait, so did you play all three of them? Already? No, I haven't played all three. Okay, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> not, not in one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good at first-person shooters. I don't think I ever beat one or two. I played them both, but I don't think I don't remember beating either one of them. But I remember I played three all the way through. I've played three a few times. It's my favorite, but I'm going back through and play one again. Two, I only played once. It was all right. I don't. I don't remember it. I didn't really dig being the big daddy. Oh, okay, now I remember it. Yeah. Uh, did they fix the gameplay? I remember the first one was uh, kind of yeah. Yeah, it's been fine. It's good. Yeah. And it's very pretty. It's pretty. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and then I watched Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes. It was probably one of my all-time favorite movies. I know. It's so good. It was so good. It's so good. I laughed so much, and then I, like, sobbed, like, cried my eyes out. Sell me on it. What's it was... what's the what's the pitch for Hunt for the Wilder People? Uh, shut the fuck up and go see it. Come yeah. on, uh, <laughs> you guys always do this with movies. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how is that entertaining in any possible way? We make Jason's life so hard. Uh, just, just freaking give me, <laughs> give me something about this damn movie. I don't know. It's just really endearing. It's and charming. What's it about? But it's, it's about this kid, foster kid. He gets placed with a family that lives out in the middle of nowhere. And he's... And he's a bad egg. Yeah, he's a bad egg. He's a really chunky little kid. <laughs> he's super cute, though. So is his chunkiness <laughs> the thing that makes him bad? Yes. Okay, cool. Chunky people are bad. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That's how it works. Yeah. 
and then what but, happens? Um, I don't know if I should like say exactly what happens. Give, no, because I think that's that's part of the charm of the movie. So the kid goes out, and then and then and then uh, adventure with Sam Neill ensues. Is there? Where's the hook? What's give? Just give me the hook. Just the first act hook. Some something happens. I can't tell you what happens, or else I think it will ruin it. But something happens, and the kid and Sam Neill get lost out in the woods. And they get stuck out there and stranded, and then they have to make their way back, sort of, kind of. Yeah, that's good enough. Him and, him, uh, yeah. <laughs> listen to last week's episode, Jason, where I where I did tell you the entire plot of the movie. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> yep, that was two weeks ago. Uh, yep, definitely did. Uh, and it, no, it is. That's that. that that's. I, I don't think you would, wa- would want to say more than that because part of the fun. I mean, I went into it with no information at all on. Yeah, I, I didn't really know. Honestly, I think all you got to say is Taika Waititi made it, and that's, that's fair. probably enough. That's enough. Animation. And it has Sam Neill in it. And it has Sam Neill in it. And Reese Darby for a little bit. Oh, Reese Darby. Yep. Yes, that's my. And he's amazing. He is amazing. That's mine. I hope he's in <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. I, I did too. I've met him. I've hugged him. Did you? You met yeah. Reese Darby. Yeah, I went and saw his stand up. Was it good? Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's different. I remember you told yeah. us about that. I would that. say it was good, but it was funny. Okay. He's just super awkward, I but he's it. adorable. Yeah, I love it. So I didn't care. <laughs> but afterwards, you could go right up and meet him and get your picture taken with him. And oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds like I a love fun that time. guy. I think he's so great. Oh, he's so adorable. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's what about you, Matt? What's what's in your ketchup bottle? Uh, I went to Portland. Oh yeah, so fuck. I Tell was... us about Portland, dude. I was in Portland. Uh, there's lots of bridges. Um, there seems to be a large homeless population. I hate there. you. Why? I'm telling you about Portland. <laughs> what the fuck did you do in he, Portland? He, he, he wants you to get to the. Oh my meet. God! Will you just? Okay, I'll tell let you. I'll let story. you go on your adventure. Yeah. Let's tell the story. You being gr- you being grumpy and, and and interrupting is 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 defeating where we might lead to with our stories, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Let us tell our stories. Uh, I went to Port. I'm going to start from the beginning. I, I think you should. Uh, I went to Portland. There's lots of bridges. Uh, there's a large homeless population. Um, there's also it's like hipster restaurants everywhere. I guess hipster's not really the right way to call it anymore. So I just because when you're in Portland, nobody wants to hear their tongue being called hipster. So I was just started referring to everything as the hip place to go. <laughs> <laughs> This is the hip donut place, right? So you or didn't whatever. get attacked. <clears throat> nice. But anyway, some people just thought you were my dad, dad or something. Uh, yeah, they thought I was your dad. Yeah. Uh, like, is that Jason's dad? <laughs> oh my god, you look Jason's dad. <laughs> Keep saying hip like that. Are you his dad? <laughs> um, but no, there's uh, so anywhere you go, there's really long lines. So uh, sounds like my neighborhood. Lines. Uh, but no, it's fun. We hung out with my sister. Um, which was great. I don't get to see her often, so that was super fun. And we talked about comic book, comic book, comic book. Oh, so that's the sister then, that listens to the uh, show? Uh, uh, yes. Well, both of them do. Oh, both um, of them do. Look at look at the family love there. Yep. Aww. And then uh, that her her uh, her roommate. She's super into com- getting just just now like really diving into comics. Fuck yeah. Super into them, and uh, so we had a great time talking comics and then it culminated in us going to meet matt fraction and kelly sue DeConnick. nice at a at a book signing that was pretty great 
They were very nice. What was it? Give it. Give it. Give there us a lot of people there. I, I gave Matt Fraction finger guns when <laughs> I'm embarrassed about it. Give us the whole. Sure. Give us the whole conversation. How did it go down from the moment the person in front of you in line yeah. stepped away? How did you handle we that in interaction? Of, we were in the. We were in the front of the line. Uh, I, he asked if he asked my name. I told him, and we made a joke about it because mine only has one T and his has two. Uh, and then you finger gunned him. Finger gun. Then you fingered a mad fraction. Ooh. But, but no, we didn't. I mean, I didn't really like dive into conversation because there was a big line behind us. Dude, you should have just like, stayed there until he told you to move. No, and then uh, that's even more awkward. <laughs> Kelly, Excuse me, sir. Kelly Sue DeConnect uh, talked to my sister and her friend for a while. Um, and uh, got her book signed. We got really happy, and then we were like, kind of wanted to hang out, but there's a, a big a big line forming, so we left. So sort of, you know what you would expect from going to a signing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you don't really get to hang out and like be best friends or anything oh i'm just always curious uh, how 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 our matt not matt fraction how this this matt right here on the podcast how this matt handles uh handles situations like that you know what i mean like fine i don't i don't i don't get all weird no because it's like you know i i do have like i don't want to be like i i definitely am not the kind of person who's gonna be like <laughs> Oh my god, I love everything you've written. You're so amazing. Oh, talk guy was the best. You know, I'm, I'm just, I don't need to, I don't need to dump that because I, you know, I just feel like, well, I probably heard it before. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's, it, you know, and it's exciting. And you, maybe you get a, like a, a couple, like a one liner joke or something out, but I'm not going to try to like start it or chat up a conversation, especially if there's a big line behind me. Not going to try and, not going to try and wow him with your uh, personality skills. No. Not at all, because I'm not. I'm not trying to win points or anything. I'm just, you know, it's ex- it's just exciting to be able to meet him and get something signed. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, if it was a different situation, it'd be a different story. But it's not. It's you're in a line of people and you got to keep moving. Yeah. If it's like yeah. you're at a at a at a hip coffee shop and you're like, hey, that's Matt Fraction. I should uh, I should go be like, hey, you're Matt Fraction, and then be like, yo, Matt Fraction. I got the same name. Want to bang? Is that what you were gonna mm-hmm. do? And then that's finger it. gun and him. And finger him. And finger him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't, I don't get all, I don't get all like fluttery or weird or anything. I just, yeah. you know, just want, I want to be respectful to the situation at hand, and that's the situation at hand is to keep the line moving. Yeah, I just never know what to say. Totally. Just, I mean, that's why I was, that's why I didn't really try to say anything. Like, I wasn't trying to like beforehand. I wasn't like, oh, what am I going to say? Wow, I got, I got to figure out a good one liner. <laughs> It, no, it's just like yeah, you know, we joked and we joked about our names. And yeah, that was great. Good job. Jokes, jokes about Good names. Job, Matt. Um, but yeah, you know that was kind of a highlight. And then we we played some uh, Marvel Munchkin. Oh shit! How was that? Ooh, that's a fun game. What's what what? How does it vary from uh, typical Munchkin in in specific ways? Yeah, uh, just being Marvel themed. That's why I said specific Otherwise, ways. Yeah, other than yeah, that's specific ways is it's Marvel. It's themed. the same game. It's the same, but game, it's, Marvel. it's Marvel. Yeah, and like what types of stuff do they throw in that's Marvel themed? Oh, all of it, all the different Marvel characters. Well, you know what? Actually, with one big giant glaring omission, there's no X Men in the game. Really? There's every there's everything except for there's no X Men in the game. So was it made recently? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. The conspiracy deepens. Oh man, Be- because this isn't related to any other this isn't a fox property this isn't really a, even a marvel property it's a yeah it's just a marvel license it's marvel licensing yeah so huh uh yeah i thought hmm. that was a little unusual yeah um 
But no, I mean, it's it really is. It's pretty much exactly the same game. And then there's all sorts of like little, you know, you know, uh, different types of special weapons like Ghost Rider's chains or Loki's helmet or Thor's helmet or Mjolnir or Spider Man's web shooters or you know whatever mm-hmm. Gob- Green Goblin's Goblin. <laughs> Yeah. Gobbler. No, what's the what's the Green what Goblin's goblet? <laughs> no, his goblet of go- fire. His goblin rider. His goblin. The the, his the goblin. glider. Glider. Thank you. <laughs> Green Goblin's gobstoppers. <laughs> yeah. Some of them taste like pumpkins <laughs> that, that, that blow up in your mouth. That's a, yeah. That's a, yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Uh, Killed no, it. No. Nope. It's a fun game. I enjoy it. I got the expansion pack that has Doctor Strange and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and it's nice. Oh my god. When when people are hearing this, Luke Cage comes out tomorrow, or maybe they're listening to this after it came out and it's already out and they're listening to this instead of watching Luke Cage, which is ill advised. It, it totally ill advised. Yeah. I have I have set I have set aside my Friday night Same. for Luke Cage. Yep. I said, Jenica, Friday night, I'm gonna come home from work and we're gonna watch Luke Cage and we're gonna stop. Would never. <laughs> we gonna stop when it's done. Well, I don't know if I can convince her to do that, but I think we could get through a good chunk of it. That's awesome. I have a friend that's working on freaking Iron Fist right now, and I'm so jealous. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to. Like, I just, I, you know, that feeling when you just like want to harass somebody endlessly until they give you a detail about something. Mm-mm. Uh, no, I'm like Mister, I don't want details. I have the. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> You're like. Tell me what Danny Rand's hands look like. Yeah, it's pretty much just been a constant barrage of texts, just just continuously spouting to his phone, like, "Hey, tell me more, please. Tell me everything about him. Tell me what his voice sounds like." I would block you. Tell me what he's wearing right like, now. I'd, I'd be like, "Stop it." I'm just kidding. No, I've actually never done that, but I'm like, I'm really, I'm really hankering for some deeds. You want to? I really do want to, because like I. There's so much about Iron Fist that you're like, how the fuck are they going to handle that with a show? You know? They're going to handle it with grace and dignity. <laughs> You'll find out. I suppose so. Uh, Yeah, no, so that did that. That was great. Um, I don't think there's any other highlights. I went to the zoo. That was fun. That's dope. Did you see any cool animals? Saw some cool animals. Did they fling poop at you? No. Why would they... Fling poo at me. Why would that even be? Monkeys do that. Something like, you're wondering. Yeah, some, it's true. Some monkeys do fling poop around. It happens every time I go to the zoo. Yeah, right. No, I'm kidding. But like I've heard monkeys do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it, it, they do. They do. Th- they do fling poo. Uh, no, we, we, it was very cool. Hung out, watched some, watched some orangutans uh, swing around for a long time. That was that was fun. They're like little forest wizards. Ooh. How cute. They're cool. Well, uh, yeah. No. Well, now that we're uh we're we're a good uh halfway into the show, was that uh you guys think that's a good time to to bring it into our uh little topic this week? I think that's how we roll around here. Let's wait till it's uh an hour and 25 minutes into the show <laughs> and then no, I'm just kidding. It's not that long. Wait till everybody's thoroughly disinterested in us. It's okay. I always that's why whenever I start off, people are already gone, you know what I mean? Like, I say stuff, and like, people are just like, no. Like, what is this weird voice this guy's making? Yeah, all these voices. Like, it's like, that doesn't, there doesn't, that doesn't even star. sound like Reese Darby. One star. You're like, oh, that is my normal voice. <laughs> this is my normal <laughs> voice. That was my Reese Darby uh, again. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, that, that was yep. wick, wicked awesome. <laughs> yep. Is that your Reese Darby? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was my Reese Darby. 
Rachel, let's hear your restart beat. <laughs> Come on, Rach. Uh, I'm trying to think of Flight of the Concord lines that he says, and I just can't think of any No, other. I think the point is to not say restart beat lines and say it's your restart It's not a voice. knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do present. Okay, there we go. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed the, it. I think that was the first time I've heard Rachel do a voice. I know. That's why I really wanted her to. <laughs> we should start having Rachel do an impression every week. Russian Russian impression this week. Yeah, Rach. Russian. In honor uh, of uh, Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> in Soviet Russia, car drives you. <laughs> <laughs> Smitty ringtone. <laughs> I love Dayquil, Rachel. She's the best. <laughs> oh my god! I'm probably a lot more fun. That's funny. <laughs> I think you're just like a lot less conscious of the things you say. It's great. Um, no, I'll put us on track. So we last week we 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 were going to talk about um, female superheroes, and we just listed off some of our favorites. <laughs> We did a really so great introduction week. to that topic last week. It was fantastic. Yep. Uh, so this week we decided that we would each read a different uh, comic with the female lead to maybe talk about it a little more in depth. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it, it might just end up into a bunch of it was it was goods and that was cools. God, but, I hope not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read. So I read uh, Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughn, and I don't remember what you guys read. Rachel, what'd you read? Well, I kind of read two different girlies. Rachel did extra homework. Hey, extra credit is always awarded around here with more on airtime. So I think, yeah, I think that what that means is that Rachel, <laughs> I think Rachel is going to do the first, uh, the first uh, uh, one, and then the last one, and then you and I will do ours in between. Deal. Wait, what did you do, Jason? Uh, I can't remember. I read uh, Black Canary by uh, Brennan Black Fletcher Canary. and uh, Annie Wu. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Which Did you say which two that you read, though, Rachel? No. Say which I two. I read Scarlet Witch, and I actually tried two different Black Widow runs, <laughs> and one I liked and one I didn't. And we'll get into that, but which one do you want to start <laughs> with? Huh? 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 Um, I think I'll start with Scarlet Witch. Do it. Is it the new? Is it the new run that's going on right now? Yes. Isn't it a short run? I have no idea. Oh, okay. It probably will I be. Just Marvel does that. I just saw it on Marvel Unlimited, and I saw the very first cover, and I'm like, "That is fucking amazing art." David Aha. Uh-huh. And okay. I want to read that. So how how was it? How's how how did it live up to your uh, your cover hype? Um. Well, I think it. Well, the art inside is kind of varied from issue to issue. But the cover art stayed the same. Interesting. I guess. Oh yeah. Well, that, it's probably. Did they do multiple interior artists and then just keep with the David Aha covers? I think so, but I'm not a hundred percent. So what? Tell. Sadly, I don't pay attention to those things. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> tell us. Tell us about the book. Well, because it doesn't really stick to one type of flow. Mm-hmm. It starts out as one thing and has kind of ended up. As another thing. How so? I thought it was more kind of a murder mystery because people were dying. So I was like, oh, she's kind of, you know, investigating these murders. And that's pretty cool. Scarlet Witch P.I. 
But then it kind of morphed into there's a magic virus going around and she's trying to find out who's kind of set it free. Hmm. Is it does it does it tie into the Doctor Strange run? I have no idea, but it's okay. basically what I'm getting from it is it feels like a female Doctor Strange story. Okay. Which is great. And how so I'm totally okay with that. So do you think in yeah. terms of execution like how does it how does it stack up to the uh, current Doctor Strange? Um I would say Doctor Strange is probably a little bit better, but this is actually pretty interesting, and I like the style of it, the concept, so I will definitely continue reading it. God, the covers are gorgeous. Aren't they? Holy crap. I'm looking at uh, covers of all the, the whole run. They're beautiful. And they are something else. So if you were to make your pitch for somebody to read uh, Scarlet Witch before the other books bringing to the table today, what would what would be the reason that separates Scarlet Witch from the others? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> David, David, David Aha's covers. Well, I mean, you can look at those without reading the book. I, I would think just look at the covers, and if you're like, that is amazing and beautiful, and I want to read that, and you actually enjoy a mystical-type story with magic mystery it's pretty bloody yeah i want to check it out yeah i i i can't remember if i read the first issue or not so I'll probably try to read that again but i i don't know seems cool scarlet witch is an interesting character yeah she is she, she, sure. st- she still is her power set still as powerful as has been in the past or do they sort of do they give her a nerf no she's very powerful oh, she's like it. still reality altering powerful yeah oh, cool okay now, not to sound like a, uh, a, a weirdo, because I don't want to sound like a weirdo with this question, but since we are talking about all-female superheroes, and that's kind of the theme of the night, is there anything specific about the Scarlet Witch uh, story that makes it, you know, part- I guess particularly feminine or particularly separated from a story that you would see with a Doctor Strange-type character? A no? No? Ex- excellent question. I don't know. Like, that might have been a total really shit thing no. that there's no way to answer. That's fine. No, it's a good question. It is a good question, because they can, but I don't know if I can answer it. Well, because they can often write female characters as... As just men. It's just like, right. yeah, just men doing things that happen to be women instead. Holy shit. Come on, Rachel, you're, 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 you're way more qualified to talk about this than Jason and I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've, like, stumped me, and I have Dayquil brain, and I'm like... <laughs> That's fair. Dayquil brain. What is, what, what is this really about? Like, what does parts <laughs> now I'm just stuck in my head? So one thing that sticks out to me about the series while you, you're kind of thinking about that is uh, within the first issues, they had... Or the first five issues, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight interior artists. Yeah, they changed. They kept changing, right? Apparently, like apparently, they changed multiple times every issue. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it looks like now that they've got a consistent artist. That seems kind of I don't know. Does does is there a point for that in the story, or is it just does it feel weird and jarring? Uh, it is a little weird. I actually liked the art in the first issue. Because it kind of looked more old school comic book like, but then it kind of got a little more cartoony, hmm. which I didn't think really fit with the story. Interesting, it's a pretty dark story. So I'm, I'm looking it up right now, and okay, so in the first few issues they had multiple artists, um, 
on a lot of the issues. So the first two issues were two separate artists. Actually, yeah, every so every issue so far has been a separate artist. It's up to yeah, like what eleven issues now, and every single issue is a different artist. That's crazy. I think that I think that would bug me. Yeah, I like consistency in art. Yeah, unless unless the story dictates differently. Annie Wu did one of them though, so I'm I'm, I'm down to read that one. Freaking love Annie Wu. I still want to. I still want to read the whole thing. Yeah, I probably do. Good. No, it's really good, especially if you're a Doctor Strange fan. How many issues did you read? Four or five. Okay. Cool. I think. So it's like the basically the first story arc. Yeah, just what's up on Marvel Unlimited. Nice. Well, is that uh noise? Did you did you find an answer to that question or should we just move on from it? No, I I have no brain. It's all right. Sir. <laughs> we'll table that question. Um uh, Is there anything well, else you want to say uh, about Scarlet Scarlet Witch before uh, passing it on to Matt? Mm, no. Okay. I think it's just best to move on because otherwise you'll just get me going. Um, <laughs> uh, You're good, uh, Rachel. Uh, Dayquil, be- Dayquil <laughs> brain is a uh, is a real thing. Uh, it, it 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 is a real thing. It'll get you. And what's it got me? What's what's the real thing with the uh, paper girls, Matt? <laughs> the real th- the real th- the real thing. Oh man, I was trying to go for a song there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, uh, I don't know how to, how to, how to, I think the best way to describe it is, is, uh, the Stranger Things in comic book form with, uh, with some little, uh, little, some little badass women who are paper, literal, literal paper girls. So they deliver papers. They sure do. They deliver papers on bicycles. For those millennials Uh, who don't know what a paper girl is. Yeah right, um, but it 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 swiftly becomes much 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 more than just that. What types uh, of much are we talking? The, I don't know. Uh, lots of much, big much, super much. We uh, can't really spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it because I think that's like half of why that book hooked me like it did is because all I knew going into it was okay. There's this group of girls and they deliver papers and then. Like halfway through the first issue, I was just like, "Whoa!" Because it just it goes so left field. So I don't really want to tell too much of the story. So don't what tell too much. That, yeah, go ahead. Well, go what ahead. I God, jeez, jeez. <laughs> I just I'm looking at your Instagram post and it and and what you said brought up a question about it. But go go ahead and finish. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I did I did I did drop one thing in the Instagram post, and I will mention that there are. Uh, as darkids and their as darkids are the uh, a species of pterosaur. Uh, that's all I know. That's so what far. sold Matt. They're in the book. Well, it's one of a one of a one of a handful of things. How many issues um, are you in? Just two. I've just read two, and I just I like it's just I can already just get that feeling that Brian K. Vaughn has crafted this very cool, unique world, uh, and it's up to four teenage girls to. Figure out the puzzle, solve the solve the problem, uh, sa- save the day today. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it is kind of, but it's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's just the you know they're like you know a couple girls who are you know getting picked on by bullies and holding their ground and you know it's cool. I enjoy, I enjoy it. And the writing's just I mean that's the thing. Brian K. Vaughn, 
he really does just shit gold. Of all the comic book writers, that guy does not not deliver. Yeah. Can you think of something that's written by Brian K. Vaughn that wasn't very good? I can't at all. I mean, they're like the the no. one thing that he's written that's been sort of up and down as far as what I've heard uh, has been his Swamp Thing run. I heard it started off pretty not oh, great, but then got I actually better. have that. I do have it. Oh, and yeah? I tried to read it, and it was rough. Mm. I didn't finish it. That was early in his career, though. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that was his first uh, big title. Oh, really? Okay, I'll give my pass to him. Yeah, and he apparently, yeah, like, he rough. found his <laughs> found his sort of feet under him, like, halfway through it, and mm. it got better. So I, I've, I've, I've heard good things about the ending, but not the beginning. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll still consider checking it out. Uh, nah, he's just great, man. I don't know. Uh, the artwork's just... I really like the artwork, or, like, the color palette they use. And, uh... It's just fun. It's fun reading a story about a couple little punk-ass paper girls kicking ass. It is kind of crazy how similar it is to uh, Stranger Things, even though it came out it to- first. It, it t- yeah, it totally is. It seems like it's just, you know, they both sort of tapped into the... Uh, they both tapped into the singularity and, and uh, <laughs> were writing the same thing at the same time. It's kind of like the Goonies, too. It's little Goonies. Just kids going on It gets an much more fantastic than both of those things, though. Yeah. Because of the pterodactyls? And other stuff? Just because of the pterodactyls, then. And other stuff. Oh, and other stuff. I thought it was just the pterodactyls. Nope, there's other stuff going on. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't try to get me to spoil it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I, but, I, but it, is, it is, I would say, uh, as uh, again, I mean, I'm not like super qualified to talk about what women should have or, or what's good for women because I'm not one, and... That's not my role as a guy, but I would suggest it just as, uh, you know, maybe something that is good. It seems like he's writing. It seems like he writes women well, and he knows how to write women. If there's any writer who has a large woman fan base, it's probably Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, with Saga and with, I mean, come on, Why the Last Man? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and people, it's funny. One guy in the whole story. It's funny because he kind of gets that question that Joss Whedon gets a lot. He'll he'll always be answering it like, "Why do you write women so much?" And he's like, "Because you have to ask me that question," you know. Totally. Like, yeah. Exactly. No, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's really nice to to be able to read a story where all the characters are very rich and dynamic, and nobody is uh, sort of marginalized. That's good. They're all there for they're all there for a purpose, and they have depth and character to them. Tight, tight, tight. I do, I do love Brian K. Vaughn, and there's so many books by him that I really want to just like take the deep dive in and finish the whole thing, like Y and Ex Machina, and obviously Paper Girls now. And I still need to catch up on Saga, which just came back this week. Actually, Saga's back. Yeah, I saw that. Yay! Yay! Back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would recommend finishing Y because that was the best. Finish Y before the show comes out because they're making a show. Oh yeah, somebody. Somebody no. is. Well, it might be another year or two or never, but... Well, yeah, he's got a deal for just about so. every comic he's ever made in terms of, like, optioning or TV rights or whatever. Although, didn't he say he would never do Saga? He sa- So he's been open... Like, he's let people option Saga, but he knows that it'll pretty much never happen. Because it's it's just... I wouldn't want it to. Yeah, it's almost impossible to translate that shit to screen. Yeah. There's so much... You could do it with an anim... You could, you could do it with an animated... You could do like a CG animated one. You could, but even still, it would have to be really like because there's there's certain specifics about that story that are that are 
endemic to the comic book form, like, uh, you know, the, the sort of children's storybook uh, type scroll that they do for, like, Hazel telling the stories and, like, some of those things just, like, oh, totally. there wouldn't be much of a way to translate without without making it very, very different from the sort of conventions of that storytelling. But maybe that'd be a good thing. Who knows? I don't know. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'd want that one to be. I, uh, Why the Last Man, I think, would make an excellent, uh, like, a Netflix series or a Showtime series oh, or something. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't think, I don't think, I just don't think Saga would. Uh, it, it, you're absolutely right. It's just made for comics. Exactly, and that's what I love about it. Like I love comics that can't oh, yeah. be anything else. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. So how about you, Jason? How's Black Canary's uh, coal mine? Um, Black. <laughs> Black Canary is fantastic. So it's a series that I've read uh, before, but I actually binged through the first seven issues again today to catch up on things. And it was great because there was actually a lot of stuff that I'd forgotten. Um, This is... Go ahead. Tell us about the story already. (laughs) Tell us what happens. Tell us what happens. Okay, I'll tell you what happens. Um, Tell us what happens. (laughs) So this story, <laughs> revenge, revenge is best served on air. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, so this story so what is about a group of musicians uh, called Black Canary, uh, whose lead singer uh, is named Dee Dee. And if you know anything about DC Comics, you'll recognize her as uh, the superheroine Black Canary. Um, but this band has been kind of assembled together, and trouble keeps uh, keeps finding them. At any show they do, they end up destroying the venue because random people or things will start attacking them, and then uh, Dee Dee uh, has to has to work her, uh, her 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 physical magic and beat the crap out of them, which ends up destroying pretty much every venue. Uh, Does she have what's her what's her superpower set? She has a supersonic scream and is a really damn good fighter. Okay, and so she will. She that's what makes her a good singer as well is that she has that uh, um, control over her sort of vocal cords to do a lot of crazy things with it. Um, gotcha. But the big sort of thing of this book is there's there's a supernatural element to these things that keep happening, um, and it's very unclear what's ha- what's going on. Uh, Dee Dee or Dinah, as her first name is Dinah, um, they there's a lot of mystery about her past and there's a lot of things that are left vague and like how the band ended up coming together is also a huge mystery. Like they were just kind of assembled together by this record label. Um, and they have, uh, it's a four person band. They've got, uh, Lord Byron is the woman on the drums. Uh, Paloma is like the keyboard electronics girl. Um, and those two were in a band together prior um, and then they have a guitarist named Ditto who looks to be about like 12 years old and she doesn't speak. Um, and the record label just kind of threw her into the band along with Dinah. And so they don't like, they just sort of did it because they had a, a record deal and whatever. But there's the, the, basically the story here is them trying to figure out a, why people keep attacking them be why the record label threw them together like what what the deal is why they have to sort of be playing together in this band um and then uh there's also a few characters that end up showing up throughout this run that have significance in the past of of most of these people in the band um and so it's it's all this big sort of supernatural mystery and a lot of it is like 
there's a little bit of a multiversal element to it, but it's more like this time travel thing and like it explores a little bit some sort of uh dimensions that exist within sound waves and things like that. Hmm. But uh the big sort of the thing that makes this book shine is absolutely the art. Um Annie Wu does the art. I agree with that. Yeah, you you read some this- of it, didn't you? Yes, I did. Is this the one where they released an album, too? Yes. So, Brendan Fletcher, the writer of the book, is also in a band. Um, and he and his band made an EP as Black Canary. Yeah, that's right. And so, and it was actually pretty good, too. Um, but uh, it's it's really good because Annie, Annie Wu is normally a storyboard and concept artist. She worked on Venture Brothers uh, for a while, as well as a bunch of other shows. Um, and the stylized element of her art, she actually did a lot of the Kate Bishop stuff in Hawkeye as well, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sort of like the, the stylized element of it and the way that like they portray the, um, the moments of like intense sound, you know, the sound wave sort of rippling and things like that, the way that it's colored, the way that she really intensifies her art, um, is just fantastic. Like it's, it's, it's really hard to look away from any of the issues that she drew. Um, but she's also like David Aha in a way where she will stack a page with like 20 panels um, mm-hmm. and get really, really detailed with her design work. And so it caused there to be a need for some fill-in artists along the way. Um, and so in the okay. in the first story arc, there's only a couple, but then after the first story arc, it gets pretty inconsistent with the art that's being done because there are other artists coming in. And so that's... Are they trying to emulate her style or are they trying to do their own? Kind of both. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's tough because... Go ahead. Yeah, because like you read, you know, read after you know, read Jeff Lemire's Hawkeye, and it's like obviously trying to look like uh, Ahas. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like when it's like when Jim Henson died and Kermit sounded wrong. Yep. Yeah, and that's kind of how this is. Because I, I get you there. Yeah, this book is distinctly Annie Wu's flavor in terms of like this story only works with her art. I feel like there's some of the elements where um, one of the artists, the one that they had towards the end, um, was doing as good a job as, as, uh, he could. Um, but they, I think they had three different fill in artists over the course of the series. It was just 12 issues. Um, it was, so this was a series from 2015 when DC had all of those crazy, random, weird, uh, uh, story arcs that felt like they just decided fuck it to let everybody do what they wanted to do, which I loved. And I've been talking about like, this is what spawned Omega men and a Martian Manhunter series and a cyborg series. And, when did this come out? Come out? Last year. Okay. And so DC had this like 12 month period where they were just publishing all of these like these books that seemingly from the pitch wouldn't really be popular. <laughs> like the But they were awesome. They were amazing. They were so good. Like and it's it's what I've been championing and I've 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 loved going back and reading these because we had, you know, Omega Men, which was like the super obscure concept that was created back in the 80s and never touched and then Tom King made it into like this amazing story about terrorism and war um in like space and and then you had like um you know martian manhunter getting his own series which nobody would ever want to do because it's like this character that nobody necessarily cares about but then a younger writer like rob williams makes it into this crazy intellectual you know awesome series about about life in space and and you know sort of roots and things like that um and then same with like Cyborg, you know, Dave Walker, who's now doing Iron Man and Power Fist or <laughs> Power hey, Man and Iron Fist. Hey, 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 we're talking about the ladies. Anyway, here. that's that's a whole ramble. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks for getting me back on track. 
<laughs> so this is that's that's the moment where you want like a record scratch. <laughs> look at the cam- Look at the camera. Hi, my name's Jason. Let me tell you how I got here. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, anything from DC in 2015 was incredible. Um, and, and I highly agree with that. And I loved Black Canary. Yeah. It's it's I thought it was so fun. It's so good. It's it's a really fun book. I mean, Brendan Fletcher is a good writer. Um I don't think I don't think he's like one of the best writers or like an incredible writer by any means, but he does tell a pretty fast-paced story and all of his stories have a very distinct and fun feel. Um he wrote uh Gotham Academy with um what's her face? Gail Simone. Was it Gail Simone or Becky Cloonan? Do you know Rachel? I think it was Becky. It was a Becky. Okay. So he wrote Gotham Academy with Becky so. Cloonan. He wrote Batgirl with um, Cameron Stewart and then wrote this by himself. Um, and each of his stories do have a sort of distinct flavor. And I think he does a great job of bringing out character. Um, and it was pretty obvious that he and Annie Wu had a really, really clear sort of uh, connection and workflow. And they were able to kind of be on the same page with their storytelling. Um, and I, I think it was, it was a really well-crafted book. Uh, the issues where there's fill-in artists are a little rougher to get through, but... That first story arc, I think, is is fantastic. I think with both Black Canary and Paper Girls, if this had came out when I was younger, I would have been, like, all over it. Like, I love it now as an adult, but I think as a younger girl, like, they're great role models, and they're fun. Totally. And, yeah. Yeah, I think because it's like, you know, and like in Black Canary, you know, it's a it's a band there on the road and shit like that. And like she's an adult, but it's not there's no like explicitly adult themes that you wouldn't want to show to a kid. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's maybe Paper Girls would not be suitable for some children. <laughs> I guess with I the language. <laughs> but it's i mean that's kind of like goonies or monster squad or something like that. You know, those 80s movies where the kids just kind of like swore up a storm and nobody batted an eye. Oh, yeah. And like. What was it? I think it's 16 Candles. <laughs> There's like a whole bunch of boobs in there. whole bunch of boobs. And I watch that all the time. Who doesn't love boobs? Nobody <laughs> should not love boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence made sense. <laughs> tell us more, Jason. Yeah, tell us more. Boobs, you know. They're just... It's, 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 it's what's for dinner. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, talking about the ladies. No, you're right though. I mean, we, you know, when we were kids. There really wasn't anything like that. I mean, what, like Punky Brewster, sorta. Yeah. Shira, no, not even close. I loved Shira. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you probably look back at Shira, and it's, you, I bet you could see right through it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it kind of started in animation that sort of started like these, you know, shows that were actually targeted at younger girls but taking it seriously you know like there was like powerpuff girls and um like sailor moon was a big one when i was growing up um yeah so that and that's and that's when we were a little older yeah Yeah. and that's what i'm saying is like those were like kind of some of the first things to do that you know and that was like a lot later than it should have been (laughs) i guess you had like little house on the prairie I watched uh, Gem and the Holograms. Okay, that's a good one. Was it? I don't remember. I never watched it. I loved as a kid. I I tried to rewatch it as an adult. It's just not. Does not hold up. How about Rainbow Bright? I loved Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. That was my favorite. 
I, I, I know. I'm forgetting <laughs> some. Uh, listeners, tell us your favorite. Yeah, what was your favorite uh, 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 female-centric show as a young... Was a My young Little and... Pony female-centered? Yeah. Huh? My Little Pony? My Little Pony. Sure. Why not? I don't know. My brother had My <laughs> Little Ponies, so... <laughs> yeah. There, I feel like I've heard of more male My Little Pony fans than I have female ones, which is like funny and interesting. And I don't think any marketing think hear, guy would I think predict you, that. I, I think you hear about them more because they, there's that whole Bronies. brony thing going around. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was original My Little Pony. Yeah, this is yeah. I the think OG. That's why you hear about it now. But I, back then, you absolutely did not. My Little Ponies was you know was marketed yeah. to girls back then. Not saying that there weren't boys who dug it, but. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like the the brony movement we're seeing right now. Yeah. No, definitely not. So, Rach, tell us about uh, Black Widow, moving from Black Canary to Black Widow. <laughs> well, I, I went into reading it not really knowing a whole lot about Black Widow. So I started with the run, I think, that ran last year. The 2014 yeah. run, the Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto. Yes, mm. that one. I made it about two issues. <laughs> it was really just it's not my thing. It could be other people's thing. What, but what was it about it that like I, made it not appealing to you? It was all just her I've gotta right my wrongs for my past and do good and blah blah blah. <laughs> Which is still kind of how Mark Wade's is, mm-hmm. but it's just way more fun and interesting uh, because you really don't... His run, you honestly have no idea what she's doing and who she's betraying because it keeps switching with like each page is different. Hmm. Interesting. Because I remember reading the first, because I only read the first issue, but I remember the first issue, I was like, I don't know what's going on, and this is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's how it felt. It's like, okay, this is fucking cool. There's like no dialogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the action was Which conveyed still kinda, super well in that. There's still a lot of action. There's a lot of pages where that's all it is. There's still not a lot of dialogue, but it kind of goes through it where she's being blackmailed, so she's betraying S.H.I.E.L.D., but then she betrays that guy, but then she betrays S.H.I.E.L.D. again, but then she's on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s side, so she's kind of all over the place where I'm at now. Um, A thing was revealed, which involves Tony Stark, so... A thing? He's now involved in it, yeah, which she just betrayed him, so it's this whole big thing, but it still kind of flashes back to her childhood, because that plays a lot in it, hmm. how she became a spy. And now there's like a new group of female spies that have come up that are training girls to be killers again. There's spies amongst spies amongst spies. It's just So is that like a deadly spies. class thing then? No, not really. Hmm. It's not like an actual Not like an school, academy. School. Yeah, it's not really an academy. It, there, she was in the Red Room, which is how she learned to be a spy. Mm. And now this new one is called the Dark Room. Oh. So they do a lot of photos yeah. and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. Yep. Develop. <laughs> They're <pictures>. photo assassins. <laughs> 
they develop photos like, and then just like scratch the 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 ink off or whatever. They're like, "Bam! I got gotcha. you." <laughs> it's really nice on this really nice picture. Here you go. Yeah. Here's your headshot. <laughs> <laughs> you can use it for marketing. Yep, and that's the whole story. Huh? Uh, no, I want to. I, I I read the I read. I, I don't. I don't remember the Phil Noto and whomever else. Nathan Edmondson. The first run. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I read that. I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. But then I read that first issue of Mark Waid, so I was like, oh, this looks really good. Yeah. It, that other one this. just wasn't my thing. I loved it. Uh, it just felt kind of boring. Yeah. it was. That's That was exactly kind of the problem that I had with it, was that it was really boring and kind of slow. Not tons happened, but the art was... I, I love Phil Noto's art, and I, I could stare at that book all day, but yeah, it was pretty fucking boring. I absolutely love the art and Mark Wade's. It's the guy there's from Daredevil, of, right? Yes. There's a lot of silhouettes of her where like it's all black, but you just see her hair, oh, her red that. hair, and then the red on her belt, her Black Widow emblem. I love any type of coloring that does that. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And there's a lot of that in there. Annie Wu kind of did that same thing. makes me love it even more. With like... A, yeah, it is It is kind of similar. Yeah. It's and it's like one of those things that I just love. Like you'll look at um, a lot of stories where like... Like with Nightwing, you'll see pictures of Nightwing and all you see is just like the blue symbol on his chest or whatever. Yeah. With the black silhouette and like same with Black Widow or Black Canary. It's like just the blonde hair and then like fishnets and everything else is dark. Yeah, I I love that so cool. type of art. But but this like where the other one was I have to write my wrongs and whatever. This is more I don't want the world to know my secrets. So she walks so around gonna... wearing a shirt that says I'm not Black Widow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it was a joke because it's the same team that did that before on Daredevil and stuff. Oh. Do you think... Uh... You think they'll ever reveal widow's secrets in the in the Marvel universe? Oh, I doubt it. The movie universe, rather. Yeah, I doubt. I I don't think Disney would be cool yeah, with I them being like, so. she killed lots of people, and here's how she killed them, and and this is why. I don't know. They did it with Bucky. Oh, that's true. Actually, I think it would be awesome if they did. Yeah, but I don't be a think much more interesting character. they will. She's obviously had a redemption arc, so. Yeah. Redemption arc. It's the arc that Noah built second. Yep. <laughs> Do you guys have any? Uh, you guys have any honorable mentions? Any 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 runs or series that would be a, a good addendum to our quadrilogy of reviews? Batgirl. Mm. If Captain Marvel. For me, I we'll 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 give a little uh, little little. Snippet on each of ours, I think, is a good idea. Um, if if you read Black Canary and like it, then you'll love Batgirl because she actually got this series spinning out of her success as sort of the like sidekick in Batgirl, um, and that's the Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, and and Babs Tar run. Um, Batgirl's super fun, and it, it was a great way of reinventing the character and making it making it, giving it a little fun side. It was like the hipster hipster neighborhood of Gotham with Batgirl and Black Canary in it and it was really fun. What's making artisan ice cream and putting birds on baskets? <laughs> Let's put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. What's uh what's the elevator pitch on Cat Marv? Uh 
I'm going to take this directly from what Kelly Sue wrote on my sister's book that she signed was, don't let anyone tell you you can't fly. Oh, that's adorable. That's the the pitch. That's awesome. That makes me want to cry. I know. I know. That's the pitch on Captain Marvel. I'm just going to start sobbing right now. Well, and the, the, the art in that, there's two Captain... Here's the tricky part. There's two Captain Marvel runs, both by Kelly Sue. Oh, I hate that. It's so bad. It, it, it's... Yeah, I know. Me too. It's the first one. Uh, and the art in that book is something else. I will agree with that. Man, uh, let me just look up who it is real quick. It's... um. Oh, fuck. Uh, shit, I forgot his name. He's got a name that's like foreign. Yeah. Uh, Rach, while Matt's... Uh, oh, see, almost got it. I'm like I'm like right there. I'm just it's almost so. No, are you talking about the one that looks like super painted? David David Lopez. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it looks yeah it looks painted. It's just stunning. I agree. The art in that like very weird lines. It doesn't look quite right. Yeah, it's like a little surreal. Yeah, and it looks like it's watercolored. I don't I don't think it actually is, but yeah, I think he might have done digital, but it looks damn good. So good. So yep, I would recommend that one. Rach, what's uh, do you have? Do you have any other uh, uh, also ran series to 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 note? Not really, since I already gushed <laughs> super hard over Supergirl on the last episode. Oh, that's true, that's true. Huh? Red Lanterns. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Read Red Lanterns. It's got a giant Supergirl. testicle with a mouth in it, and he's hilarious. He's amazing. What about what about some of the other indie stuff? Like, did you ever read like Lumberjanes or Rat Queens or? I, Bitch Planet or anything. I have the I first trade of Rat Queens, but I never read it. I still have it sitting in a in a two read pile along with a million other things. Well, uh, I did read Bitch Planet. Bitch Planet is fucking awesome. Is it basically like it's Orange is the New Black in space? Not quite. A little bit. What like what? What's the sort of separating factor? I'm just curious. I don't know. I never watched Orange is the New Black. Okay, I didn't either. Oh. <laughs> I love Orange is the New Black. So I, have, I mean, I, I literally can't, I can't speak as to whether or not it's like Orange is the New Black because I have gotcha. no idea what. I mean, I know the general concept, and the general concept sounds different, but I don't know. Maybe the prison stuff is familiar, but it's good, it's super good. Casey's a fantastic writer. Oh, Gotham Academy is actually a good one. Another uh, Brendan Fletcher title. It's a bunch of young little girls in a. Scooby-Doo meets Gotham City type book. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. I love it. It's it's, it's got so much it's heart. It's so fun. Yeah. And they're oh, they just barely came back with uh, Gotham Academy uh, Gotham Academy second semester or whatever they call it. Ooh. Yeah. They're keeping it in the uh, rebirth titles. Oh good. That makes me happy. I know, right? Since they got rid of some good stories. They really did. I know. I Not that the stuff now isn't good. But I know that's the hard part is like Rebirth has so much good in it, but like that last year of DC was like so balls to the wall crazy that I did um, try to read the Wonder Woman Rebirth. Oh, the Rucka stuff. Yeah, I just couldn't really get into it. It's a little tough because he's doing two story arcs simultaneously. And oh, okay. I, I'm just going to trade weight those and then read both story arcs separately instead of like going back and forth every two weeks. That makes sense. Because he's doing one that's called The Lies where it's like super confusing and like he's basically trying to undo everything that Brian Azzarello did in the New 52. Um, hmm. And then, uh, which which is kind of unfortunate because I thought that Brian Azzarello did some really cool stuff there. But um, 
then the second one is Wonder Woman Year One, which is basically just you know telling her uh, origin and shit. Hmm. So I'll probably I'll probably read them, but I'm not gonna read them as they come out because it's just too confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll probably give it another try when I can read a whole bunch at once instead of one at a time and try to slug my way through it. Yeah, if you want some and good, then forget what I read. <laughs> totally. If you want some good Wonder Woman stuff, there's two stories um, that are really awesome. One's called The Hikatea, uh, which was an earlier Greg Rucka thing. Um, and the other one's called JLA, A League of One, which this the art in it alone is worth the fucking cover price. It's like this. It's like it's like if Alex Ross were really stylized in terms of like stretching, you know, human anatomy and like like being a little more cartoony. That's kind of what it looks like. It's very like painted and stuff, but it's not so rigid like Alex Ross's art is. Hmm. So it's it's really fucking cool, and the story's fantastic. Yeah, I definitely want to read more Wonder Woman, but just everything I seem to pick up, I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I know what you mean. Those two are pretty great, and Grant Morrison just released Wonder Woman Earth 1, so I'll probably read that, but... Of course you will. <laughs> he's just a... He's a good writer, that's, you know... It, it's okay. I feel the same way about Jeff Lemire. Oh my god, his... I, I, did, I did read um, The All New Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I actually liked it. I mean, it, it was... It wasn't I the same, it. but I liked it. No, it's definitely not the same, but I did still enjoy his it. His Green Arrow kicked ass, that's for damn sure. Yeah. And fucking, he's working on that thing with Scott Snyder. I, I'm I'm just giddy excited about Jeff Lemire and Scott I'm Snyder. I'm really, really on. excited. So cool. That's just the two of my favorite people. Yeah, it's fucking, fucking dope. And, and, and Matt's got his Rick Remender love. We've all got somebody we just unequivocally will enjoy. You know, after reading a bunch of other Rick Remender stuff, mm-hmm. I think my I think he's still up he's still up on my podium, but I think he was usurped by Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I did read the first issue of The Private Eye. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? I'm in love with it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> isn't it amazing? <laughs> I I have to read all of it right now. Did you just download it? Yeah, I just downloaded the first issue oh, just yeah. to see if I did just to get your little want toesies to wet. More of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I read was just like at the end I'm like, "Holy shit." I know, right? I have uh, to read all of this. So that guy writes the hell out of a first issue, and that's why with like the series that I haven't started yet from him, I won't start until I'm ready to read the whole thing like Ex Machina. There's 50 issues of it, and so I don't want to read the first issue because I know I'll be oh, hooked geez. immediately. Yeah, and especially because like Robert Kirkman like has said so many glowing things about that fucking first issue of Ex Machina. I'm like, shit. If a fucking writer like that is hooked by it, then I, I, there's no way I'm not going to be hooked by it. You know, there's and and yeah. everyone, nobody can be not hooked by it at that point. It's just it's a it's a wild storm of hurricanes. You know. So is that story? Is that story? I haven't read Ex Machina yet. Is that story done? Yeah, it ended like a few years ago. Mm. So it's fifty issues, limited run from Vertigo. Well, I guess not limited run. That went on over five years. Is that but... is that on the uh, set on the TMBC library? Uh, I believe so. If it's not, I will put it on there shortly. But I'm I'm fairly confident it is. Yeah, I'd like to get into that. I'm almost done with Unlimited Spider Man. Well, I th- I think I am. I'm not sure. Yeah, I might not be. Look at you. I don't know. Have you? Are, oh, are you almost <laughs> done with like the Peter Parker stuff, or almost done with the whole thing? Yeah, the, with Peter Parker. Okay. I think I don't know actually because I don't remember how many issues there were. You'll still have to give Miles a try because those those are some pretty good oh, things. I, I plan on it. I'm going to keep going. I just 
I think what I'll do is finish the Peter Parker story and then read something else for a little bit and then jump back over to the milestone. That's a good idea. I wish I could read comics at the speed you do. You can. Just keep reading them. <laughs> I read a whole bunch that one day. Like I just blew through. I blew through them fast. I mean, that's the thing. It's an issue. It only takes me five minutes tops to read. And today I also started Astonishing Ant-Man. Oh, nice. How is that? That's a new one. Yeah. Right. I... I read the last run. As did I. And this ties like directly into it. Which is weird. It is really weird. It's like they didn't, the story wasn't done, but they were like, no, sorry, it's Secret Wars time. Yeah, exactly. But this picks like, picks up right where the girl gets her heart taken out and all that oh, stuff. I did read, I did start that. Yeah. yeah that I, I love it. I think it's really fun. Uh, just to let you know, the first 10 issues of Ex Machina are on the bookshelf. Okay, cool. Yay, I want to read it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Rachel. I'm really glad that you liked Private Eye as well, because that, that first issue was so masterfully crafted, like from the way that the universe looks and, and the sort of like little ways that he keeps your your intrigue kind of baited is, is amazing. Yeah, because still the whole thing, you're like, what are they even talking about? <laughs> But by the end, I'm like, I don't care. I just want to read more of it. Totally, totally. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a it's a great thing. Um, well, fuck. Any any other shit to do before we uh, send the ship sailing off into the sunset? Uh, no. I think everybody get your uh, popcorn and your snaggies ready for Luke Cage this weekend. Yeah. Fuck you. It's been. Uh, I feel like it's been. A, I feel like it's been a dry spell. It kind of has. There hasn't really been much coming out lately. Mm-mm. I feel like that. I feel like it's been a dry spell for, for, uh, for movies, for TV shows, and for video games. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I've just haven't been like it was like No Man's Sky is going to be the summer blockbuster game. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no Man's Sky. Tomb Raider is actually... next month, though. There you go. Yeah, I got Tomb Raider next month. Well, because next month we get Tomb Raider, we get. Uh, What's the one with the big giant robots that they fight? Titanfall? Titanfall 2. Yeah. We get uh, call it, uh, uh, Battlefield 1. I'm excited about World of Final Fantasy, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, a lot of new so comics starting up that I'm pretty stoked about, though. Yeah, and we're back in TV season now, too, so hopefully that'll change a little bit and we'll get some new stuff to talk about there. Yeah. Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl uh, Flash. and Flash. Fuck yeah! And then in, and we're also out, we're also diving into movie movie me- mega movie time. Exactly, we got Doctor Strange yes. and fucking Rogue One. Other things maybe. Nope. Other Fantastic stuff too. Beast. Oh shit! I think, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think uh, I think the Death Star. It, yeah, it came out. Battlefront. It looks really cool. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and just download that right now. They have the trench run in there. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I want to check oh, that. Cool. And it's expanded from the movie, so there's all these like weird crevices and shit you have to go through, and like, well, it's it's both. The trench run is both A New Hope and Jedi smashed together into one Death Star. Well, there's even more than that. Like in terms of the trench run itself, they they put in some more details and turns and shit like that that you have to take. So it's not just going straight for a little exactly. While. <laughs> well, and especially because during the trench run, basically everybody starts targeting you. And so, like, they, it needs to be a little more evasive so that there's not as high of a chance of them just totally destroying you. 
Oh, so like right once, once right when you hit, right, right when you go in the trench run, it's like automatic with target. Yeah, because there's check checkpoints and stuff like that, and so I think it alerts the enemies like how far along the trench run you are. Oh shit, it, that sounds cool. Yeah, it looks really awesome. I've watched some gameplay videos. I really want to play it. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I gotta download that because that was the only, that was like one of the few things I was holding out excitement for was the Death Star. Oh, totally. Stuff. And they've got Lando. Did on they there release now? any new? Sh- did they get any new ships? Uh, Luke Skywalker's X-wing is is in the Death Star thing. Um, I don't know if there's any others besides that. Uh, no B wings. I haven't seen any B wings, but I I don't know if they're there or not. Well, they fucking better. There's a, I mean, apparently they're already doing Battlefront Two anyway, <laughs> so I'm sure that B wings will be in that. Um, yeah, fucking B wings. Give me those B wings. Give me those B wings, <laughs> sucker. Damn B wings. Oh, some B wings, some Y wings, some fucking. Uh, what's what's that one that never showed up in the movies, but like is all over expanded universe shit? Wasn't there a random one like a fucking Z wing or a Q wing or some dumb shit? Yeah, yeah. There's been a bunch. Huh. I'd I'd kill for all a C wing. It looked like a uh, Moon Knight's little jet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, fucking Nightwing, the new Nightwing series, it's great. Anyway, is yeah. that uh, uh that sounds like a Matt and Rachel review? Yeah, it's great. Well, you know, I mean, we like it. We're 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 out of time here, so I I'm not gonna. Oh shit! The UK you can play as B wings, Y wings, and Tie Defenders. Are now. you fucking me? Nope. Are you pulling my pigtails and bending me over a table right now? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> wow. God damn. Okay, now I might have to buy the Death Star expansion too. Then we can play yep. together. Well, I already, I already, I already got it. I got the season pass. But oh yeah, fuck you. I hate you. I'm just kidding. I don't hate you. You can, you can do that. You're too. my friend. <laughs> you're, you're my buddy, Matt. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I've got nothing else. I think we've. I think we've, that's uh, tight. Um, I think we're petering out here. Where. Uh, people people that are listening uh go go on our instagram and our, our twitters and and our and we we have a number that you can call and leave us a message at if you'd like uh, it's 413 savage 4 but uh let us know some of your favorite uh, uh woman stories and and give us some empowerment shit um and uh yeah yeah and and let us know what you thought of the series that we talked about today if if you disagreed that that black canary was good if you thought it was horrible tell me that i suck and give me a one star rating don't give me a one star review, please. I I can only handle so many. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but no, please Aww. do leave us a review on iTunes. We have a link to our iTunes page in the show notes. Uh, you can follow that link right through and give us a review, even if you don't use uh, an Apple device. Um, and make sure you subscribe and uh, follow our social networks. Where can they find us on those social networks, Rachel and Matt? At Savage Land Pod on Twitter and Savage Land Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. There we go, and uh, you know, comment on our posts and uh, like the things and uh, and 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 do all that stuff. Do it. Yeah, like that. You think you can fuck with something like dust? Yeah, what you mean, something like dust? Yeah, that's buff. Can I need to do that thing? <laughs>